the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867 or come on by Millburgers like so many people have been here all morning listening to David uh, talking about the fall planting. David Rodriguez always visits with us on the porch. Make sure see if you can hear us, Dave, when you get that on. But uh yeah, We'll uh, talk to him in a minute. Jerry's settling in. Mark Peterson is here. Man, we got a full crowd. Yeah. All right. Well, David, how'd it go? Uh, this thing looks a little scary here. It all looks scary <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're here at the beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery on 1604 in and our We did part two uh, today at um, on fall vegetable garden, right. full weather crops. So we kind of got, gave them the focus of what's happening, what should be done at this time, stressing with the water conservation challenges that we have, yeah. the importance of proper irrigation, drip irrigation, et cetera, proper plant selection, spacing, nutrition, weed management, focusing on planting now for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. And then planting in October for um, trying to come in for a Christmas dinner. And also, uh, Trace uh, mentioned that uh, a nice, nice fresh shipment of uh, root crops, leafy greens have come in. And I said, well, we normally wait when you feel it cooler in October to start direct seeding some of this. But I would highly encourage, like right now, purchasing these at this time because often when the rush comes in October, these seeds have been going quickly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so a lot of them are purchasing seeds for later planting when it's it will cool down, right, Doctor Parsons, in October, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's going to cool down, Milton. Okay. So uh, it went very well. A lot of good questions. Yeah. You know. So what should folks? Uh, what are the your top three fall crops for well, right for, now for transplants? For an ordinary uh, Green Gardner. Magic broccoli for sure. Okay. Uh, head cabbage. Uh, if you want to do uh, cauliflower, for sure, those would be the okay. uh, top three. Um, what about herbs? Do uh, we have cauliflower here? They have some cauliflower okay. here. Uh, nice uh, six-packs. I had somebody ask. Nice six-packs. Uh, of course, you got kale. I did talk about ornamental cabbage and kale, how beautiful it looks. Oh, you know, you can't really and eat it, I don't think. But, oh, yeah. But uh, put it out. It looks so beautiful in December and January, get your what about What about the lettuce, David? Lettuce, we gave uh, and, uh, yeah, some, uh, some Crawford packages re- of Crawford reseeding lettuce right. and how to plant it. But we told them, wait till it cools down. It's still a little bit okay. too warm. But uh, Trace did tell me that uh, yeah. wh- while they last, um, 
we have some packages of, of Crawford reseeding lettuce. And when you come to Millbury's Landscape Nursery, after uh, when you're uh, checking out at the register, uh, mm-hmm. one per family. Well, so. do they have to go look for them like they used to do with me? <laughs> come they nearly beat them up at Mitchell Lake. Right? But yeah. while they last. While they last. But we're challenging everyone to uh, follow the plantanswers.com guidelines of planting Crawford reseeding lettuce, mm-hmm. uh, the, the history about it, and how to collect your own seeds. There you go. And we want everyone uh, about April to bring five-pound bags of harvested Crawford reseeding lettuce back to Millbury so we can uh, <laughs> we can uh, figure out this and get the public involved, right? Uh, there you go. I don't think Trace knows about this, but we just said <laughs> that, right? Well, I mentioned yeah. it last week last weekend that uh, uh, we've had some people call in. Uh, one fellow said uh, he's had several bags oh, okay. that were left from last year. Oh, okay. Year, uh, okay. He didn't know what to do with it. Okay. I said, well, <laughs> yes, last weekend I told everybody, if you got, see, the problem with Crawford reseeding lettuce is the uh, seed is attached to that little fuzz ball that's on top. And most people can't get it off. Get it well, off I told him I told him that Steve Brown never worried about it getting yeah, off. Yeah, right. He just well, collected the, the seed thing. in those big ba- shopping bags like this. And then when it was time to replant, he just would take a big... Oh, and just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just throw it out there. Of course, it grew everywhere. Well, we, we can barely get it in packages <laughs> with all that stuff on it. But uh, Wildsea Farms uh, cleaned it for us. Yeah, they did a good job putting these in little baby packages. Oh, cool. So, oh, good. Um, oh, Wildsea did that? No, no. a couple uh-huh. of our Master Garden volunteers okay. helped. With Jack it. Hoover so uh, Jack? cleaned his seeds. So, okay. Uh, oh, don't, don't tell, tell him because his wife will get after him. Oh, oh, let's, oh he, just, he just heard right Well, they're, they're, way, <laughs> they're way up north. They can't get it right here. Oh. So uh, he, mo- Jerry swears he moved away. His uh, wife made him move away because he was <laughs> life was dominated by Crawford lettuce. We had him packaging uh, lettuce and okra and uh, everything that needed to be packaged. I told him, I said, "There's no hurry, Jack. No hurry." And so, the next day, his wife would meet me at the door, mad as hell. Said he stayed up to three o'clock aye doing aye. that. Once he started, dedication, he dedication and loyalty, right? That's right. You gotta yeah. thank you, Jack. I don't yeah. understand what her she got upset about. Uh, my, my wife Judy was always trying to get me to stay up late. Do something else. Get out. Go, go package some Crawford so, reseeding lettuce, Calvin. Uh, we can get them now, but yeah. wait till it cools down to plant them. Come okay. by Millburgers Landscape Nursery when you're at the register checking out one what per is, family. What is one of the key factors on those lettuce? Is not planting them too deep, planting them on moist soil, lightly tamping them now, and putting very fine vermiculite I on don't, it. No, I don't, don't water till they don't germinate. Don't do that. And water and don't. water them when they germinate. No, not before. Don't put vermiculite on. It. Don't put anything on top. Just good soil to seed contact moist soil. Yeah. And don't water till they germinate. Right. Because they plant them too deep. Right. Because they need red light, right? To yeah. Germinate. I'm yeah. guessing you it was a trap, David. How could the plant them do deep if they don't cover them? Uh, the moisture brings them he's down. A, he's an Aggie. The moisture brings them down. No. And <laughs> I would also recommend putting some uh, 
a Fertilum come and get it out there on the outskirts. Come and get it? Yeah, the fire ant bait because the fire ants, I've seen them. Oh. Literally take all seeds out. I thought it was nonsense, but I've seen them. Lousy fire ants. If you have issues, you might put some of that bait out there on the Was it at night that you saw them? No, during the planting at the children's garden, these little ants. So, so David, you you think. I was was sober that day. (laughs) You you think when I tell people that, that it's crazy that the. They worry about the Bermuda grass seed getting eaten by the birds and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a myth, or is it real? Yeah, it's real. It's real. They're hungry. Huh. They think it's little thistle seed that they're eating, right? But they, it, seemed to, it seems to grow. Yeah. I mean, there's enough of it grows. Uh, that's why you put it out at that rate per square footage. Cool. So we'll have these. Uh, Trace will While have these. Last. One, one family, one per family. Yes. So what and else? When they when they How see these, left? there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. When they see these packages, you know, it's kind of like buying a product at the store. And why isn't this thing filled all the way to the rim? So you only uh. have <laughs> you only have about a pinch or a finger worth of seed in here. Well, that's a lot of seed. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of seed. So, and it's free. So, yeah. There so, you go. So you're Damn saying word. you're saying stop complaining, huh? Well, uh, Doctor Parsons will take five dollar donations. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We mentioned um, what broccoli, cauliflower, and um, cabbage. Kale. We, talk, we talk about Brussels kale. sprouts, kale, okay. Swiss chard, collards. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about collards, but uh, guess spinach. Same, same as kale well, or all spinach. That's, Christmas. All that's coming a little bit later. Okay. Uh, our, uh, the new G- general manager, Peterson Nursery. I well, think we're going to get him to grow. Obviously, you spinach for the winter garden uh, folks that want to grow home Dave, gardeners. So who's going to grow? The new the general new manager at uh, David. Obviously, you oh, talked about rutabagas. Everywhere yeah. at Peterson Nursery, the oh, new general okay. manager. Okay, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you talked about rutabagas. Yeah, rutabagas. Uh, everybody <laughs> needs to grow some. How many questions <laughs> did you get on rutabagas? No, my Mary brought a seed package. Oh, they have transplants of rutabagas. They do no, not. I mean, uh, kohlrabi. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Wrong crop, sorry. Kohlrabi, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, you need to plant that too, right? Sweet. I was trying to think of what else. What do they... I read, I was reading one of my English murder mysteries, and they were talking about rutabagas. <laughs> and I, Sweet was one of the names, and there was some other. There was another name. Talk about onions. We talked about spinach. It'd be later, yeah. Uh, but you know, later, just to plan it out. Plan it yeah. out. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Talked about all that, and um, oh, I had a question on the tip of my tongue, and I've forgotten it now. So weed you management, nutrition. We covered. Oh, it all. I was going to ask you to talk about the new um, tree. The tree, the uh, oh, yeah. Texas so Superstar. The, the third official Texas Superstar plant release for the this year, 2023. Spring was Ruby Crush Tomato, which is a champion. Firecracker Roselia for 4th of July, which is excellent for the uh, butterflies and hummingbirds right now. They love that uh, plant. And Mexican White Oak or Monterey Oak. Yeah. Uh, we I think we got to check off from everyone around the state that uh, during the freezes, during the droughts, the trees are performing well. Mike Arnold is excited. The ones in College Station are beautiful and fabulous. So, you know, they can grow anything in College Station. Yeah, we, that's yeah. a check for us. <laughs> so it's forward. It's forward. And so it's a official. It's official. Texas it's, Superstar. It's you know, we right. hate saying about fast-growing trees, right, Mark? Is fast-growing is usually fast 
yeah, dying. I like how you answered that on the radio today. You had a question there, uh, question come in on that about fast-growing trees. Surely you're it's not. It's moderate growth rate. To, it's, oh, it's, it's, good. Okay, it's a good was, quality tree. I was yeah, ho- hoping you weren't tree. saying it grows as fast as no, Texas no. red oak or no. uh, but it's a qual- It's a top-quality tree. What, yeah. what are some names for it? Mexican white oak, Monterey oak, Quercus polymorpha. Do you yeah. know where it Monterey, came, Mexico. Do you know where it came from? Yeah, Monterey, Mexico. Yeah. 90% of all oak species come from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Right, Mark Peters? That, that, that is correct. What he was leaning into was Lynn Lowry brought that back along with Paul Cox. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, you forgot uh, Mexican live oak is another name. So Mexican white oak. That's the one I, I prefer, and then Monterey Oak and Corcus Polymorpha, scientific name. All right, so now you, if I don't know, maybe I'm new to the show or I'm new to Texas, and you tell me that's a Texas superstar, what does that mean? Big deal. Well, 90% of the significant economic plants have come out of the San Antonio program, and it uh, goes back from the traditions of the Texas Blue Bonnet, all the work that Dr. Parsons and Great Grand and volunteers and then perennials. Mm-hmm. And just driving around town during these droughty times, what is performing the best? Okay. Most of those are Texas superstar plants. Gold Star Esperanza, Mexican Bird of Paradise, Blue Plumbago, New Gold Lantana. Without a doubt, Milburgers Landscape Nursery carries the best yeah. selection when they're in season, of course, of superstars. So it's it's plants that they're not all native. Most of them are you know, uh, introduced, but proven the test of time, low inputs. High quality, beneficial of flowers, 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 beneficial insects, pollinators, and others. So, top notch. And it takes a really a lifetime to distinguish a tree, but we feel comfortable just as we put Basham Sparty Pink as a Texas superstar. That it's time for another tree to be added to the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sound good? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, like obviously, you've said that before. Huh? So, if you were new, uh, if you were new and you were trying to find plants for you know, to replant in your garden in San Antonio, Texas Superstar Plants would be the, would be a great place to start. That's correct. More information: okay. plantanswers dot com or the Aggie Horticulture website. Okay, definitely. Well, cool. What else is going on, David? Anything else exciting? Uh, we did uh, Youth Gardens Educator Training last spring. I mean, last week, last Saturday at the um, Botanical Garden. We were full to the gill, so it's so good to see uh, uh, the response. Where we need a bigger location, really, uh, to do this training because oh, wow. we don't have enough room. And uh, the rodeo folks have been so, so, so generous uh, with uh, the money to help support this program. A&M at its best. We have our new youth gardens coordinator, Andres Viragran, 23 years old, <laughs> sharp as a pistol. This kid is champion. Well, he's a good kid, and he's doing a, Volunteers are behind him, helping him out, doing an excellent job, and we're just keep growing the program. And it's good to see these youngins come out of A and M and all that uh, their knowledge that they have and their enthusiasm uh, <laughs> uh, to to get these things going. So we do a shout out for Andres and and all the volunteers supporting him. So is okay. he sharp as you were? Are uh, nobody? Gosh, I is. hope so. Horticulturally speaking, I would say no. Yeah, that's right. But when it comes to uh, this social media and technology yeah. and all this uh, archaic things that I'm so behind on, <laughs> uh, he's a good teacher. Well, if you got him. And Luke Kellogg likes him a lot, too, oh, so yeah. that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. That says a lot. So he's a, it's good to see these youngins come out of the university being as energetic and 
they're they're ready. They're ready how, to hit how them. How did he do at A and M? Uh, he uh, he did very good. Okay. Yeah. He didn't do like you did. No, no. He he. <laughs> He, you didn't have to make a phone call for him. I know. <laughs> okay. I'd have to go over that about every, so, yeah, yeah, every couple yeah, yeah. of weeks. You don't uh, have to share sure this story. six-second yeah, yeah. delay on there. Yeah, yeah, still, oh, 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 we got to take a break. Okay. <laughs> well, David, thank you. Okay, guys. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week there. Yeah. You thank too. you so Thanks much. for coming out and doing a great job. We'll uh, take this opportunity to take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up. After this on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh, 210-308-8867. Let's talk about tree hugger sprinklers. Um, if you are looking for a way, if you're concerned about maybe a water bill, want to make sure that what you're doing is going to be watering that uh, newly planted tree or that established tree or shrub, then tree hugger sprinklers are the way to go. Uh, go to treehuggersprinklers.com to uh, check them out and see what they look like, and you'll understand immediately how they work. I use mine for a variety of different things, but the tree hugger sprinkler, we'll try our best to describe it for you right now. It looks like a big, hard plastic green donut, and uh, it uh, has a hinge on it, so you open it up. No, you turned it on. That's water. Don't turn it on yet. Turn it off. Okay, now open it up. (laughs) It's kind of got a kink in it. Okay. And then you close it or hug it around the tree. And then you, you turn on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, then you turn on the, uh, the water, water just a little bit to water the root ball. There you go. Or very heavily to water around the... Thank you. Your tree hugger may sound different. Okay. Now, uh, and what I use mine for besides the, the trees and, str- and stuff is that I use mine for the yard on my watering day to water... Uh, and I just it gets a deep watering, and just the, the yard really perks up. So when you get one here, uh, 7, 11, or 15-inch, uh, depending on what you need, you'll uh, have to find different uses for it. Get it right here at Millburgers, also H-E-B. But go to Millburger, go to treehuggersprinklers.com to uh, check it out. All right. Let's see. Trace, did you have uh, you gear up here? How's what's going on? Okay. David, I, David actually ate them, but we got you some more. Yeah. He goes, are these for me? Before I could even answer, he was wolfing them down. <laughs> the, uh, Mark, did you? Yeah, did you have something? No, I was just going to compliment Calvin on his uh, article today. Snapdragons, zinnias. And then I was going to ask him, because I'm speaking in a couple of weeks to Fort Clark, Brackerville. And these are on my list. So I said, do you have any more that you would suggest as I stand in front of these purple ones or these orange ones? Oh, the coneflower? Is that what that Co- is? Coneflower is another one I, I had on my list. Do you have any other ones? Oh, gosh. What? Did, hey, did fall, fall. Stocks? And- uh, maybe, but that's also on my list. Have yeah. you ever seen Ruelia bloom Lanchula. that much? Each plant, that, what is it, five or six blooms that, or more? That, that, that is a lot. I've never seen them bloom that thick. Well, if if you want to see them in person, come on down to Millburgers and see them. 
They're not on sale, though, are they? Or are they? No. No. Yeah, those are. That's what. flowers are. Yeah. And as I was driving up, parking out back, I saw a flat of horse herb. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I, I wonder if our lady needs some fill in some spots or something. There is a basic difference in Jerry's horticulture and my horticulture. I noticed the white milkweeds that are four feet tall with the big bean. <laughs> and Jerry noticed the horse herb, which was a, basically a weed. And your eyes are better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the fragrance yes. of what? Of the white milkweed. Oh, the white No, not yet. Very cool. So tell us, well, Trace, do you want to tell us about the white milkweed or... It, it's a giant white did, did milkweed. Did you need some crackers, too? Uh, I'm going to assume it's tropical, just by looking at the leaf. Yeah. But it, it has these very actually, large flowers. Actually, when I very large my leaves. research, I thought they, uh, they, they said it uh, grew over there in the uh, southeast of the <laughs> wait, North wait America. I want to okay. ask you something. We'll have to check. And this morning, when the winds were not existent, yeah. the fragrance permeated... Oh, the, the nursery? entire front. Oh, that's cool. I hate to be permanent. Enough for David to even notice it at his height. Oh, oh <laughs> not again, poor David. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I uh, before Mark leaves, I I've got a question to ask him. I checked on the spinach transplants and also the blue bonnet transplant. Well, there's they've uh, Dr. Stein uh, brought them some spinach seed. And also blue bonnet seed, and the blue bonnet seed will be planted, probably planted tomorrow. And the uh, spinach, he's he's already planted some that'll be ready to put on inventory in two weeks. And uh, so I asked uh, <laughs> asked Larry, we don't we don't put the variety on there because we change them so often when a new one comes out. But uh, I asked him, what's the name of this variety? It's called Hammerhead Spinach. Huh. Now, in that, in that, I, I asked Larry, I said, what is a hammerhead? It's a shark. And, uh, and, I told, and Larry said, I, th- I think it refers to a snake. Mm, and, uh, I think it refers to a shark. shark. Huh? A shark. You know the the white blue bonnet yeah. also has a sort of a hammerhead. Yeah, boom. yeah. Okay, what is there that? Isn't a, that a football a foot, thing? Or well, there's hammerhead Haywood, a long time ago, oh. a running back. Oh, but that just rhymed. So maybe Larry's right. Maybe it is a snake. Well, I was thinking of hammer toes. No, I'm, I think it's a shark. It's a what? A shark. shark. Hammerhead sharks. So, well, uh, so, so yeah, that the bloom is, is like a he- hammerhead. Okay. Shark. I mean, or the, the growth habit is yeah. what I'm thinking. Uh, is that it's fan-like, like a hammerhead. All right. Okay. Did you ever get to Mark's compliment? What? what? I thought you were gonna, I thought he was going to compliment you on something. No. Uh, uh-uh. okay. We compliment each other. Uh-huh. It's it's kind of a yin and yang type of thing. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Any, anyway, I, I I looked it up, and uh, they they mentioned hammerhead shark, but uh, there's a lot of other types of hammerheads. Oh, okay. And uh, for those people who like to torture themselves, I've got a list of people that sell the seed in small 
uh, packages, 550. And I found uh, I found an interesting place. Uh, the main advertiser of Hammerhead Hybrid Spinach Seed is Paul Paul's Garden Supply LLC. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what his address is? Paul Paul's Garden dot com. Okay. And it's under spinach. So you can see pictures of it. And uh, we may read a little bit about it in just a few minutes. But, uh, it's, uh, you know, we like to test things. And this is being grown by thousands of acres of spinach in the winter garden out west here toward Crystal City. And uh, has been for several years. And they've... That's their main spinach now. Okay. It's, uh, glossy gr- dark green leaves are rich in iron. The crinkle-leaved savoy have a very enjoyable thick texture. That's good when you're making salad. Uh, this cool weather vegetable is slow to bolt and easy to grow in rich, well-drained soil. Just like our soil. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when it's rocks, rocks, it's well drained. Yeah, but uh, got a lot of information on that. Okay, hammerhead. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. How much is the horse, horse herb? Huh? How much is the horse herb? Or did you see? I guess we got last trade. I couldn't find a tag in it. Oh, where did you say it was? <clears throat> it's behind the building. Oh, okay. It's there by the parking. Okay. They've got a special guard on it because yeah. of how valuable there's it is. O- there's only one flat of it. So if you were going to try to fill in an area with horse herb, yeah. how much horse herb per, like, foot? I don't know. How far apart do you plant them? Put, uh, 10 inches. 10 inches apart? I'd, I would go 18 because it would spread a little bit. Oh, okay. About a foot and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just curious because I know it does spread, so I didn't know if you had to plant them as close as you might do other plants. Yeah. No, like the, the uh, monkey grass, you're going to plant that a lot closer. Okay. Because you want a nice covering of it all. Whereas, but it doesn't spread. How quickly will horse herb spread? Depends on the soil. And well, <laughs> think of a draft horse, not, 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 not a racehorse. Okay. Slow and steady? Yeah. Okay. 210-308-8867. Nobody mentioned the pumpkins. Are the pumpkins in yet? Oh, that sure are. There are a few there. There are, there are a bunch. Gosh, we got there. Some of them are so large, we got to get a tractor to move them over there. Lots of, lots of, uh, where's the little ones, Jerry? Have you seen those? Jerry? Yeah. Uh, you, are the little ones over there? Pumpkins? I, I didn't look. They're behind, uh, behind you. Oh, dead, okay. Dead behind you. Uh-huh. Gosh. Pumpkins, pumpkins. Well, so we're Pumpkin Central if you're ready to start putting those pumpkins out. And I see Halloween decorations going up. Uh, no it's, burgers is the place to go. It's already fall. 
Yeah, today, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a deal from um, Dennis. Dennis. Uh huh. Saturday, September 23rd. Yeah. 2.50 a.m. Eastern so, Daylight Time. E-D-T. Eastern Daylight Time? Yeah. And winter is December 21st, Thursday, December 21st, at 10.27 p.m. But uh, today, I guess it's already here, huh? Yeah, it's 2.50 EDT. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But uh, I looked at my thermometer on the way over here. It was... <laughs> Didn't seem like spring. Didn't seem much. Like, I yeah, will tell you. 90, over 90. Y'all will make fun of me, but I did tell you that I've seen Sinisa blooming. And rain is coming. Uh-huh. Oh. It's coming. Yep. Uh, it looks like Monday. Is that what you saw? Yeah. 20%. Let's see. 40%. Monday, 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 1 p.m. That means it's going to rain, 50%. So, so y'all need to, we need to start washing our cars now. What? I brought, I brought the Express News weather. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, how is that? Is that different from the national weather? Well, you got a problem with the national says weather? Monday, uh, says, uh, Sunday that there's going to be some rain. Sunday oh, night. So start talking to the mic so we can hear you. <laughs> It says Sunday rain? Yep. Okay. That's well, tomorrow that, rain? That's tomorrow rain, according to the paper. Okay. And, uh, Monday uh, night, 40% chance of showers, 30% on Tuesday, and then that's that's all I see. They don't give the uh, amounts. Well, 40%, that's that's a surefire deal there. I almost forgot. I know Jerry would have been heartbroken if I yeah. hadn't told him about the zinnias. Mark oh. mentioned it. Oh, I had a mark. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Yep, wash your car, do whatever you can to help it rain. Uh, watch the Sinisos. Watch the Sinisos, yes. Yeah. Here's the... It's. Uh, have you seen them blooming? No. Oh, and I... that's why I'm being sarcastic with you. Oh, okay. What is, what is this? Oh, this is the ad. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, where did we see them? We were driving around today. Okay, but I'll look for them today. We saw the uh, the ones with a light purple, sort of the... That's the lens. Is that Lynn's? Yeah, yeah, Lynn Lowry is, uh, Lynn's leg- legacy is the light purple. I'll have to see if ours are blooming again. There weren't a lot of blooms, but there were blooms. So. I'm, I'm going with the Sinisa, but I'll still wash my car tomorrow. Just in case. <laughs> did it today. And Jerry's going to leave the windows down at his house. Speaking of zinnias. Yes. <laughs> Guess where they're blooming their brains at? At the uh, Wild Seed. Yeah. Wild Seed Farms. Huh. They've got... Uh, the reason I know I called up there to see Jeremy singing on his birthday next Sunday. Yeah. Not this coming Sunday. But the October 1st, yeah. Yeah. October 1st. And so I said, do I need to bring my cameras? And uh, he said... Definitely. The zinnias are killer. Well, and that, that last batch that I bought of the Dreamland, Dreamland uh, transplants, they're, they're blooming. They're, they've got, each of them has a, a big, bloom, big bloom and a different middle. color. Yeah. yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. So, if you, uh, <laughs> transplants are still time. Let's see. What do we got? What do we figure? Thanksgiving, they'll probably bloom till thanksgiving so oh, it's yeah. october november 
two two months at least. Yeah, okay. But uh, then and then it's uh, there's snapdragons out there too. Yeah, but uh, John said something that kind of surprised me. He said, "We've been watering those things every other day." <gasps> what? Yeah. I'm shocked. Sinus? No, yeah. I don't know. You just sounded the surprise. They're they are not. They look uh, drought tolerant, but they're not really drought tolerant. Well, in Tennessee, they they they, they, they watered them very little. Those tall ones, big uh-huh. ones. Like California Giants and all? Yeah, but I, I wonder if... Uh, now, these are hybrids that John's got up there. And uh, they're killer. They're beautiful things. And uh, so I'll... Uh, uh, but anyway, they... Maybe they started watering early on. Most of the zinnias I saw growing the best in dust were seeded. Yeah. So I bet they were, his were transplanted and was watered from the very beginning. Yeah, you're pro- you're probably right. There is a little there is a difference because you get uh, root development. Oh yeah. At least as fast as the top on the oh, seeded yeah. ones. Yeah. Whereas the transplants are. Yeah. Yeah. Two minutes after you plant them, they're start they're starting to bloom. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it stunts them too, good using a transplant versus a seed. But uh, uh, but I, all the people there that I watched in Tennessee with grew them every year from seed. And uh, I bet those ones out there at the wild seed are just covered with uh, uh, butterflies and yeah, bees yeah. and hummingbirds uh, too. So I'm I'm gonna take some pictures, hopefully, and uh, as a memorial to Calvin. Oh, I thought, yeah. A senior page. Oh, wow. I don't have a senior page. A senior what? Page in the plant oh. answers. Oh, really? But uh, that's shocking. Well, do you, do you, <laughs> does he does he does he have his? Uh, what's your What's your favorite? Uh, I have summer? water uh, water lilies and uh, uh, esperanzas and uh, uh, all the, those. Once the deer don't eat, yeah, you know, vinca, vincas, vinca. I don't know. I don't think I have a vinca. Our vinca's coming back. Vinny, Vinny yeah, had the vincas vincas have done good this year. Vinny too. had children. Oh, now, yeah. now the vincas are a little more drought tolerant than the uh, zinnias, but they'll still wilt in this hundred degree heat. It'd be interesting to compare those to uh, vincas, periwinkles. Zinnias plant, oh. planted at the uh, same time, maybe using seed and using transplant, oh. and see what's going on. But because that, that that threw me when John said, "I've been watering those damn things every other day." Yeah, I've always. I said, "Man, that that goes against my thinking." Well, they look like they should be drought tolerant. They look like a succulent, but yeah. they're but they're not. They wilt real fast. But the thing about them, they can wilt like, and then you give them water, and they're yeah, oh, they're yeah. back up. The uh, zinnia or the the periwinkle? Zinnia. Yeah. Well, the periwinkle, though, periwinkles are I the had, same too. Someone sent me a photo of uh, periwinkle vinca coming through, up through a landscape cloth covered by white uh, gravel, and it's coming up and just. 
doing doing fine. And, yeah. and I said, yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> I've seen them grown in uh, between the cracks of sidewalk. That's right. That's at, at yeah. my house, the same thing. Mm. Cracks in the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And so the if you edge. want a Zurich plant that's colorful, mm-hmm. yeah, your Cora series, periwinkle. Yeah, well, the deer won't eat. That, oh, that's another one I always forget. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's kind of important depending on where you live. Yeah, yeah. In, in certain neighborhoods. Yeah, in, in some <laughs> neighborhoods under some conditions, as Calvin once wrote. Uh, oh, okay. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, okay. hang on. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. This is Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Hey, if uh, when it starts cooling down, just uh, warning you ahead of time, you're going to want to get out there and do some uh, landscaping or do some uh, projects that require digging in the yard. Well, CPS wants to remind you that uh, before you dig any project, landscaping, sprinkler system install, here's what you got to do. It's as easy as calling 811 or going online to texas811.org to have the underground utilities marked. It's a free service, and it's a law, And uh, because Texas requires everyone to contact texas811.org or 811 when dialing on your phone at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. And keep in mind that violations could result in fines, and we interviewed the folks here. Those fines were... Uh, they were eye-opening. Let's just say that. Well, Jerry and I thought that eight, you called that eight one one, and they, they dug the hole for you. I don't think so. But it, yeah, it didn't work. No. Called it, and they said, "Yeah, you can dig." But okay, they didn't. They didn't dig it for us. They'll come out. We're going to see. If we can get another interview with the folks and find out all about it. But uh, so once the utilities are located, their their markers will be in place, and you'll be able to see where it's safe to dig. No one likes surprises. Uh, and uh, broken utilities or utility lines are definitely a surprise and not a pleasant one. So before you grab your shovel, what are you going to do? Grab your phone, contact 811, or go to online at texas811.org. 210-308-8867 is our number. If you've got a question, call us at 210-308-8867. Trace is on the porch with us again. Trace, why do we have a bag of Crawford reseeding lettuce? Well, you're supposed to take a few to send to NASA. I am. I'm going to do that. And then the rest are for the customers. Yeah. One per household, please. Okay. So there is a little bit at the register, and then this will make it into the register, too. But, okay, uh, good. So, uh, yeah, so you just come and say, ask for the Crawford reseeding lettuce. Yes. One per family, right? One per household. One per household, okay. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, um, are there instructions on plantanswers.com? Because we were getting mixed messages on what to do. Guess how it's uh, labeled. How? Crawford leaf reseeding lettuce. Oh, cool. So that's your do a search for it. Not more than 17 articles. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mentioning the fact. Don't cover them with soil. (laughs) I've I've got a picture of Crawford and Mrs. Crawford. Oh, good. Uh, they're not, they're past so is this like Santa and Mrs. Santa? Yeah, yeah, it could oh. be. But uh, the uh, you know not that they're the, past, the no. Crawford re- <laughs> they've passed. No, they haven't passed. They have not. No, <laughs> the Crawford receding lettuce, you know, came out of uh, 
Oklahoma, an Oklahoma gardener, gar, garden that was uh, Mrs. <laughs> the the wife's father that had oh, a garden okay. up there, and receded every year. And so people asked me, does it freeze? It didn't freeze in Oklahoma. I don't think it can yeah. freeze here. I don't, I don't know if it did it freeze or was it up uh, when we had those hard freezes. I don't know, but uh, before that, at the KSAT studios, it never froze. I mean, it, it grew in every crack in the sidewalk. Yeah, and yeah. Every, <laughs> but, I, of course, they had left that building, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have great luck with it uh, last year. Um, I think they... Maybe it's so dry and yeah. cold. And, and the, the few seedlings that came up, uh, I maybe had three or four that survived. So. No, okay. That's still enough to feed an army. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, well, the interesting thing about that, uh, uh, we've had a, a lettuce breeder that used to work with my group. And he was very interested in Crawford lettuce because uh, he knew all types of lettuce. He said that has to be a cross between romaine, the upright one, the, the nice one, that Malcolm used to grow, hmm. and uh, something else, maybe a butterhead, butternut type. But uh, it's 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 flavorful. Yeah, it's, it tastes it tastes good and lasted a long time. Yeah, yeah. High quality taste. Yeah, we should do a nutritional evaluation on it. I bet it's uh, got a good nutrition. Yeah, we can make it up. Well, that's not. No. <laughs> but anyway, well, we've done that a few times with the with similar the fall the winter vegetable program, and then the at the medical center sent yeah. sent a dietitian over there, and that. That was a real popular class. Oh, is that right? Yeah, except they was co- competition between the horticulturists and time and the <laughs> nutritionists and time on how much time were they oh. going to take. Yeah, but uh, like you brought up earlier, and David David said, well, you can cover it with no. You cannot cover it with anything. At least I, in my experience, I, I haven't been able to. I cannot emphasize that more, more than I should be, because like I tell you, the the best grower of bedding plants in the area seeded Crawford lettuce to grow some plants for us, transplants for us, and uh, seeded them two times, a lot of them, and. Uh, not a one came up. Yeah. I said, what in the hell did you do? I said, this stuff comes up like weeds. He said, well, we just did our regular deal. We sold them on top of the uh, mix and then put our calcite clay on top of them. Which uh, is kitty litter, very you thin say. layer of calcite clay, which is kitty litter. Yeah. Uh, that they believe uh, keeps the moisture toward the top of the soil. And not a one of them came up. I said, I told you not to cover them. So they they seeded it again, didn't didn't cover them. Every one of them came up. Took his hair on the dog's back. So that is extremely important. In fact, the original uh, write-up that I had on Plant Answers said 
If you want to, you can cover them with a little uh, uh, compost. Took that out. Hell no, you don't cover them with anything. You plant them in moist soil. And uh, uh, some people say they press them into the soil with a bottle. No, oh, just kind of push the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, on. yeah. And that, that gives them good seed soil contact. So define what moist soil is. Pre-irrigated. Okay, but is there a, it doesn't is have there a to, finger test that you... No, it doesn't have to be spectacular. I mean... Okay. Just more. It just isn't moist. Yeah. You need a, a week or 10 days yeah. ahead of time. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll kind of meet the... Oh. Well, you probably want to do that anyway to work, so you'll be able to work your soil. All right. <laughs> so we got that. Um, you were asking me, we talked about the white milkweed, which is pretty cool. I'll have to sniff it in a minute. Uh, <laughs> well, Trey, Trey said there was 10 of them, but I, I don't count 10 of them there. Well, we started with 10. I thought you would have come in yesterday and bought one, but apparently you didn't. And then there, um, I guess uh, you bought two today. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I see six. Okay, so maybe somebody... I was teasing. They're very attractive, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I knew I counted on you for one, but Um. uh, thank you you for two. (laughs) That's nice. uh, How much do they sell for? I sent him pictures as soon as they came in. Yeah, I saw all y'all pictures. Yeah, we saw them. Calvin's the only one that responded. Oh, Oh, okay. I figured it was mainly for him. Well, it was, but... It's okay. And how much do they sell for? And what size container? They're tall. Uh, they were seven gallon, and I don't remember the price off the top. Oh, yet. and seven Calvin gallons. Sixty nine ninety five. Okay. But they're yeah, they're they're pretty spectacular. Yeah. I, the I bloom is big as some of the jasmines blooms. Some of the shrub jasmines. Uh huh. And the bloom is that that big. Oh wow. And you were saying that it's fra- in the morning is fragrant. It, it huh? was yeah. Before this uh, little breeze started happening, it w- it was permeating all, even all the way up here to the porch. Wow. You know we talk about how <laughs> talk about. Uh, Did you want to come on the air with us? We're doing the radio show and. All right. Well, Calvin, you want to? Yeah, he's simple minded. A, a separate question here. <laughs> Did he say simple? Oh. <laughs> Okay. He yes, sir. I don't even know how to answer that. What's that? Uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Oh, okay. <laughs> Things to do this week in the garden by Dr. Finch. There's still time to apply pre-emergent herbicides such as crew and dimension. We got those. Right? We do. To prevent germination of winter weeds. Don't underestimate them. The list includes rescue grass, bed straw, thistle, beggar's life, chickweed, and henbeet. Check check the label to make sure the product you are considering controls the weeds you have. Well, I don't have any weeds right now, hmm. and no grass. You will. You're gonna have poana, huh? You'll have poana real soon. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> And uh, he's talking about my beautiful Kentucky bluegrass. All you people from the south, southeastern, and you lo- you you desperately want your bluegrass. It's automatic here. If it if it gets in your yard, you, and all you have to do is mow it, and you have a beautiful bluegrass lawn in San Antonio. 
Or you could put out ryegrass. Uh, okay. Beautiful <laughs> ryegrass lawn. I think I like that suggestion. more desirable. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to water ryegrass, don't you? Well, don't you have to water the other one? No. I yeah. never water my bluegrass. You'd have more of it if you did. <laughs> well, that's true. I do. I do throw a little fertilizer on it every now and then, which is on sale, I think. No. Uh, no. No more. It, well, it's on. It's for sale. Oh, okay. Uh, the winterizer. Correct. Uh, uh, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you also have nineteen five nine slow release. We do. Which Neil Sperry keeps on recommending. Bless him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Because he's not, uh, he usually follows A&M's recommendations. And that was a big program several years back, probably 20 years back, and uh, that they came out with that research and recommended a 3-1-2 and a full, or a full one 2 uh, in the winter. But I don't right. know. Now, now, you talk about that, but I'm not sure that everyone knows not to look for a 312. If they see 1959, they're going to go, oh, that's not what I want. I want a 312. So that math that you had when, when you were young and yes. you never knew why you were going to need it, uh-huh. you do need it. Okay, because. Lowest common factor. Right. And so, yeah. And so it's going to be a 312. A 1959 is approximately a 312. Approximately a 412. Oh, it is? 312 would be a 15512. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. 18612 is our winterizer ratio. Yep. Yeah, okay, I I had to do some of that math. It hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Calvin had to be ugly about his cat's claw here. No, no. So if you have cat's claw or any other evergreen vine that climbs up your trees, or even the buildings, it works to cut the stems growing up the trees and structures. On the larger stems, it works well to apply cut vine and stump killer to the root side of the cut stem. Root side. Do well, not that, accidentally that only apply it to the tree bark. That's an Aggie joke. No. Which which side would you put it on? <laughs> oh, the. <laughs> The root side. <laughs> the part that's pressing against the tree, I guess. But uh, our that guy called in talked about, you know, we were talking about cut, cutting it and painting the wound and all that stuff. And he said, y'all are wasting people's time. He said, you just spray that stuff on. Uh, I guess if it... I, most people won't do it if it's attached to a tree because they're worried about uh, that killing the tree. And rightly so. Talk about the cut vine stump killer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, who was it who was just saying you could just paint it on the bark? The, uh, the, the guy that called in. Oh, okay. I think he was a landscaper. Oh, okay. That'd be easier. <clears throat> sure, but it might kill a tree. But aren't you trying to kill the tree? The big tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay. I'll go back to the other way. Do not hey. accidentally apply it to the tree bark. Oh, okay. Well, that solves that. 
Okay. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Sorry, we're going up against the news break. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Calvin Finch, Trace. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 or come on by Millburgers. Got a nice little crowd out here. Of people shopping, all kinds of great plants, uh, all kinds of color in front of us. Uh, oh, I had to turn you down, Calvin. Hang on. Pumpkins, 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 right? Lots of them. <laughs> all right. So you had a question. You know, we encourage people to come and ask your question in person. You do not have to come on the air. Uh, so you want to talk about your question or no? Yeah, the, the, the question was, uh, which we, we're hearing a lot of, uh, the lawn uh, their lawn has had a tough time, <laughs> and they're they're talking about oh, p- uh, potential products to help it, like revive and stuff like that. And uh, I suggested if they were going to try something that I hadn't had had any uh, experience or success uh, with it, and that I, I thought they should just experiment a little bit and see. And they had a they had a a neighbor that was real real happy with it so they they could try that if they were if they thought that was a worthy experiment but the other hand uh, I, I kind of thought the key was the the uh, rain mm. uh, and cooler weather uh, and then they had considerable shade for Bermuda uh, grass and part of the lawn too so that, mm. that's another fact all these things uh, this is one thing we've talked about a lot. All these things add up. If 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 you got plenty of rain, then you you know you if all if all seven of these factors are there, you can mm-hmm. figure out which one's missing. But when they're all missing, then who knows which one is the one. <laughs> shade? Shade is a, a big factor when you don't have water, and when you uh, all these other things. Are, yeah. Are uh, going on too. So, at a lot of lot of times, I'm getting pretty conservative on that. And a lot of times, I'm just saying, let's wait, see what happens when we get some rain and uh, cooler weather, and uh, then then diagnose the remaining issues and uh, go ahead and have a strategy to improve the lawn. So, okay, it's that, not an that easy, was a strategy. Yeah, wait and see. Wait, yeah. Wait and see, or now it's Jerry well knows. Uh, most people don't like to wait and see, hmm. so they can. They're you know we talked about those three or four things they could experiment with, uh, and um, and then see what happens. The problem is the experiments when you got all those other pressures happening don't show. Yeah. Good results either, usually. Okay. Anyhow, complex complex answer for a relatively simple situation. Okay. Well, cool. 
So if that gives you an idea, you don't have to be on the air. We'll, we'll get your questions answered, or somebody will answer them here at Millburgers. Just come by and say hello. All right, 210-308-8867. And you can get a package of uh, Crawford Reseeding Lettuce when you come by at no cost. While supplies last one per Do they get it from you, or where do they get it? No, they're going to, Trace is going to put this back up on the thing. He's got it at the cashier right now. (laughs) Uh, I've got an experiment I want people to try. Uh Uh-oh. And I want to try it on uh, on uh, uh, trash trees, like the uh, uh, hackberries. 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 Uh, hackberries, maybe China bears, whatever you got that's a, that shouldn't be there. Trash tree. I, it's amazing how many people are don't realize. That the hackberries have surrounded their house on the fence lines, and uh, they think they're a desirable tree. Well, they are 400 miles uh. to the east, <laughs> 500 miles to the east. But anyway, if you got hackberries there, and you've got uh, uh, evergreen vine, such as Calvin's cat's claw. It climbs up into the trees and even on the buildings. Uh, Kevin says to cut cut the stems growing up the trees and structures. On the larger stems, it works well to apply cut vine and stump killer to the root side of the cut stem. Uh, do not accidentally apply it to the tree bark. Now, what I want you to do, if you've got vines going up into hackberries, and you, you can, I want you to take cut vine and stump killer and spray those vines directly on the tree trunk. Hmm, okay. Just spray it on there. Don't You don't have to cut it. You don't have to do anything like that. And uh, Don't you stand a chance of losing the hackberry, too? Do, do do what? Don't you stand a chance of losing the hackberry too? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Oh, okay. You I'm me. I'm betting, I'm almost positive that uh, not going to damage the hackberry. Hmm. If it does, you'll be faced with a yeah. problem getting a tree down. Oh, <laughs> maybe be careful with this advice. You'll yeah, be you start, uh, start with a small. Yeah, yeah. yeah the hackberry is in the in the brush land. And uh, when Roundup first came out, uh, glyphosate herbicide, uh, they were putting out that warning around pecan trees. Said, uh, don't get it on the trees when you're spraying your weeds around pecan trees. Uh, so Mr. Hugo Pape, he's passed, Milton. Mm. Uh was out there. He was a great extension cooperator, and he took an axe to some of his bigger trees and barked them. Took the bark off in hmm. several different places and sprayed them with concentrated, pure Roundup. You know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Because hmm. Roundup and a lot—I don't know if Remedy is that's the way. 
I, but but I'd uh, be worried about remedy. Yeah. So, but if it kills the kills your hackberries, that's good. That's a good. Not sign. if you wanted your hackberry. I even no. did that. I did that in my I'm peach not. orchard <laughs> with a. Uh, used the used the Roundup. Round oh, is that right? Roundup peach trees. Yeah. Never, don't don't use this advice if you want your hackberry. <laughs> Nobody wants your hackberry. I, I, I didn't realize. Calvin liked his hackberry. Well, I'm a bird watcher. <laughs> hackberry is one of the best uh, birds, bird food producers. So I didn't I didn't realize how bad it actually was until uh, I was looking I was going looking at this house. Uh, that Jeremy's, my son's, uh, helping move out of. And I mean, <laughs> they've got hackberries on four sides. Hmm. And I'm talking about thick. And uh, a screen between the neighbors and themselves, a large hackberries. Okay. So uh, there's no shortage of hackberries. Those birds are doing a good job. But anyway, I want you to try that. Uh, you try it at your own risk. And yeah, try it at your own risk. Hey, there's my person up in the tree, oh, swinging they, in the tree. Are they back? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't see her. What Jerry's talking about too is Millburgers is getting ready for <laughs> the uh, for Halloween, and so some of the. Uh, the ghosts and goblins and ghouls. By, we're surrounded by yeah. ghosts and, <laughs> and pumpkins. Lots of great pumpkins. That, that made me crazy last year when I looked out there and I saw that what I thought was a little girl swinging in the tree in a swing. But uh, they said, "No, that's a that's that's a fake." You guys let uh, Trace get away without talking about those. Uh, my snapdragons, oh. ro- my rocket snapdragons. Said, Trace, please come back say, to the porch. Trace, please come back to the porch. Where are the rocket snapdragons? Are they well, I don't in? know. That's what I wanted to find out. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> say, he said he uh, asked me if I had seen them, and I said, no. Uh-oh, the Ruelia have ro- not the reason somebody's I, attention. Reason, the reason I like the rockets is. are the flowers are so large and bright colors. Uh, of course, they're a little challenging. They get... Are more inclined for wind damage, you know. If we ever get any rain, they get damaged sometimes. Look but but uh, you got <laughs> we got a lot of choices of snapdragons. That's cute. Yeah, but they were they really were paying attention to the Ruelia. What is uh, what yeah. was it that was making you excited about the Ruelia? Isn't that something? Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's blooming. And yeah. Blooming. So talk about that because it's a it's a Ruelia. It's a dwarf, uh, right? Comes in pink and. Very seldom in white, but uh, it always has a few blooms. But these things have bunches of bloom, masses of bloom. And I don't know whether that's a selection or whether that's a fertilizer. But Mm. I've never seen them bloom that much. And it got, uh, they're from the same nursery. And he's got a good supply of them. So that's a good indication that they're going to do that quite a bit. It's about six inches of uh, bloom around there. Uh, Also, 
Calvin wrote and things to do this week in the garden in today's paper. Mm-hmm. He says, it is expected. Yeah, expected. That the temperatures will moderate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to get cooler. It's going to moderate. <laughs> and we will start receiving rain again. Ain't he something? Yeah, we're going to start receiving rain on uh, maybe tomorrow. It, it is expected. Okay. Let October is generally the uh, wet month, isn't it? Huh? Isn't October generally a wet month? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Relatively. That the temperatures will moderate. Well, they have moderated. We we are out on the porch again. I'm not sure that going from 95 to 93 is much of a moderation. <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. No, going from 105 to 93. So. <laughs> Everybody is celebrating. <laughs> he said, uh, expect the soil to continue to be dry. Mm. That, that Calvin got this under control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a four-year drought. Anyway. <coughs> I think I'm going to make it. I'm not sure. Now you get ready to uh, continue his reading if he does sure. uh, choke to death? Is that the policy? We just <laughs> yeah. let, we let him go. And that we, show <laughs> must go on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it continues to be essential to fill a planting hole with water. Hmm. Before that's, placing the root ball in place. Yeah, that's y'all talked about it before. That's good. Yeah. Uh, is that all you should do, Calvin? No, there's a long list. But I was think <laughs> I was thinking that uh, I've found that uh, we talk about trees and shrubs, mm-hmm. but it also works for, uh, well, like the zinnia transplants and snapdragon transplants oh, yeah. too. Because yeah, I think it was you, Jerry, that mentioned that the soil was so hard and dry. Oh, that yeah. They the just, root's not They just spreading. get uh, locked. That root ball gets locked in that little cell of dry, hard soil. Okay. Trace came along, back. Did you hear us page you? Oh. Along that line. Calvin's upset because you didn't talk about Snapdragon. Rockets. Oh, so rockets. Well, I think we got them in. I told him. I know, but you did, know how to Did you go is. find them? Huh? Did no, you, no, I haven't said he yet. Found them yet. Well, I, I'm not 100% sure they're still here. I was just getting ready to ask brought, a question about them, and then I, I think got in a long conversation flats, with them. <laughs> Where would they be? Where should with we With the look? other super packs. Oh. So. Uh, I would have to go find them. Okay. Anyway. Oh. Have you all mentioned we got pumpkins in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big ones, did small you? ones. Yeah, we met, we mentioned pumpkins let's, let's a lot. Per, let's pretend we didn't, though. Okay. We got pumpkins? We got pumpkins. What? We got all, crazy. The, all the odd colors okay. have shown up, and some of the orange, and I believe it's Monday or Tuesday, and we get the, a full truckload of orange. Oh, okay. Uh, and hopefully the minis. Did you did you tell Jerry that the those big containers are still on sale? I heard somebody, I have to get two of these for Jerry. And so uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming he just knew it already. What is that? That you're buying some of the big pots. Oh. You still got some big pots? Yeah. Didn't you put an order in for some? <laughs> no. Uh, no. They told I did. Me, oh, that was you. Okay. All right. Well, I knew it was one of y'all. Okay. I, well, I knew it wasn't Milton. No. It was more than Milton's two. Milton's a six-inch pot kind of guy. I am. 
<laughs> we still have the six-inch putts? A handful. A handful. Uh-oh. Okay, I better stop procrastinating. You should. Because <laughs> when they're gone... They're gone. They're gone for good. Do you still have the saucers, or we have the saucers? Mm, we haven't had saucers in Yeah, I didn't think like we had. I was just three checking. Months. Okay. I was just checking. Anyway, I got this question in from Universal City. And the subject is Autumn Blaze ma- Maple Tree. Okay. It said, what's going on with my maple, Autumn maple Blaze Maple Tree leaves? Uh, she sent me pictures, but I, they didn't come through. But uh, I planted it in January 2021. I have been watering it deeply around the roots, not at the base. See, now, that, that's going back to our old recommendation of don't water next to the tree, which we've had to change in the last couple of years. Thank you, Milton. You're a good man. Uh, but anyway, not uh, dear, uh, not dear, uh, not at the base during these hot, hot days. About once a week. I was presuming the distressed leaves were due to the heat. Try. <laughs> the trunk and surrounding area is healthy. I've not fertilized it since spring. Any ideas what to do? So, you guys have any idea what we should do? I, I, I think you're about to tell us. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a setup. I, I, I bet it's pretty much the same. I, I automatically re- think about the that soil area being dry. People describe that they water... But their their idea of watering is is not five enough. minute five yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're watering grass, not the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so too little, too frequent. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple of times last week too for other situations. In my diplomatic so way. To... My diplomatic. Oh no. You answered your own question in the second email you sent me when you wrote, "I have been watering deeply around the roots, not at the base." And I said, in caps, why not? That is where most of the roots of the tree has developed during the three-year drought that we are located in. During these hot, hot days about once a week. A good soaking every two days would have helped. I was presuming (laughs) that the distressed leaves were due to the heat. You were correct. And lack of water. The trunk and surrounding area is healthy. I'm not fertilized in the spring. That's what she wrote. And I said, good. I'm thinking of just removing it and planting something else. All right. Well, I have a problem with good as an answer. (laughs) So it is a maple. Yeah. So that's in Marcus's hill country and rock, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, wait a minute. It's right outside town here. New Bronzeville. So country and rock. No, no, no. She's from... Uh, Shirts. The Shirts. Okay. Uh, wait a so is she in the old farmland or is she in the... Uh, she, uh, which side of the highway? Uh, she's in Universal City. Okay. 
And they sometimes have some good salt. Well, but they also get their water from our aquifer. There you go. Which is full of lime. And we've all seen it when we look at our glasses of water. There you go. And so I'm going to say she needs some chelated iron and water. The leaves are burning off. Chelated iron and water. Oh, okay, water. So I'm thinking about just removing it and planting something else. And I said, smart girl. Anything with maple in the name ain't going to like it in South Texas. All right. Any ideas what to do or what to plant? Said, you answered your own question. Remove it and plant something else such as crepe myrtle. On that note, we're going to take a quick what break. What kind of maple was it? It's a... Autumn Blaze. Autumn Blaze. Hmm. All right, back in a moment, 210-308-8867. And we've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. I tell you it's a wide open space. It's everything between the Sabine and the Rio Grande. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 938 M. The Answer. And the thing that you may not like about Texas is all the pests that are, uh, well, invading your home. From rats to roaches, from ticks to termites. Well, you can have protection against those, and Spider-Man can be that web of protection. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control has been helping homeowners and businesses since 1976. Looking at the problem, not only what it is, but what's, what's causing it, and helping you fix both so you remain uh, pest-free as much as possible. And that's what I've heard from a number of different commercial people, is they love that. Uh, that they called other places didn't work, didn't work, or worked for a little while, and then they came back. They called Spider-Man, fixed the entire problem. So 210-656-3721, or GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. I saw a Spider-Man technician that you know at a uh, building uh, near uh, Brackenridge Park. They were doing some uh, some spraying and I think some rodent control. Really? So, but uh, how, do you, how do you know I knew him? Because uh, I said you're Frankie, and he said, "Yeah." Oh. How do you know who who are you? And I mentioned it. And he mentioned the pups. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his his staff is uh, wonderful. Yeah, they're knowledgeable and uh, yep. real uh, charming. All right. 210-308-8867. Got plenty of time for calls at 210-308-8867. Trace brought up some... Uh, I found a way to take more of your money during the break. Huh? I found a way to take more of your money during the oh, break. Oh, man. <laughs> Is that the Snapdragons? It's one of many six, uh, oh, super okay. six-packs. Do we have... Uh, I mean, I was going to ask you. You got a... There's about three flats out there. Three flats, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, they're the uh, six-packs. Uh, right. The big... Uh, super six Super, super six-packs. Six still need to come up with a good catch for that. Yeah, I know. We're still trying. About as, uh, almost as easy as the four-and-a-half inches. But uh, the reason I like the rockets are that they got the 
They're a, a bigger plant, and uh, colors are, are good and intense, um, but they're, oh gosh, how tall, what, how, they get almost two feet tall in good soil, right? Uh, maybe even three. Three. And, uh, and then the medium size, which is another good one, both of these are good for cut flowers. They're, they're only about a uh, oh, foot and a half, two feet tall, but they're still... Uh, still a good addition. I haven't gotten much that. more discipline than I haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah, soon because okay. t- what today is the first day of fall. Yeah, I heard David say that this morning. Yep, but we always are careful to plant the rockets where they're uh, a little sheltered from the the wind or the heavy rain because they they get so top heavy with flowers that they can uh, blow over sometimes. Is but, that the one? Yeah, you use the baskets for. The tomato cages, or is that something? Yeah, that that works. That works well too, and they were they really do well in containers if you got a, a little tomato cage. Um, it's good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. No, no problem. <laughs> well, I got some bad, sad information about Niels Berry and for Trace and uh, Milton. Uh oh. Uh, Neil writes, I wince, W-I-N-C-E, wince, as I write that, a pretty shade of the fall. It was a heading. It comes from my roots planted deep in the rich uh, Brazos Valley soils where Aggie maroon is the predominant color. We won't won't hold that against him. (laughs) But I must admit that orange is also lovely to look at. Oh, my goodness. And I brought three plants. He admitted it. Yeah. In paper. (laughs) He's he's a brave man. And I brought uh, three plants that showcase it better than ever. It starts out with Cassandra. Mm -hmm. We've Uh, got them. We've had those. Yeah. We do have those. Those are cool. And those are indoor, they're, they're outdoor they, they plants. They used to be sold as floral grade because yeah. uh, they can work halfway decent inside, but uh, we find that they do better in bright light, no direct sun Okay. outside, but they'll have to be brought in for cold. Okay. Yeah, you brought in some quite a few nice ones out there. And also, he said, uh, Pride of Barbados is a showstopper in the hot weather. I'll agree. And uh, it's got some of those colors, too. Let's see. I can't hear Jerry. Is he talking into his microphone? He doesn't talk into his mic. There you go. Okay, that'll help. I heard him just fine. Okay. <laughs> I was talking Better? toward you. Said he liked orange. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> we're going to quote him on that. <laughs> Let's see. If you love Gold Star Esperanza, you'll also like its cousin orange jubilee i think you've had some of those i've had that one but i don't write the second <laughs> but i do have that esperanza that is a split house esperanza hmm. orange, blooms orange all spring and summer oh, that's right I and remember. then when fall football season comes it has a aggie color to the bud yeah which huh. one what, which one is I, that I'm that's sure. cool can't remember the name off the top of my head okay. I'll, I'll go check it up next break <laughs> Anyway, this cousin orange jubilee is taller and more open, in my experience, 
and it doesn't bloom as heavily as Gold Star, but it's still a handsome performer. Do you know, while it kind of looks like Gold Star, that it's not Gold Star? Gold Star is his mama. Oh, okay. And uh, we, we uh, <laughs> interesting story on that thing. Uh, the mother plants were gotten from from our greenhouse uh, from uh, when James Spivey left the uh, guard, the uh, botanical oh. garden. And the, inter- the story goes, I was there on the outside of the semi when we were loading uh, all of our mother plants on that semi. And it was very hot. Uh, and we were sending them to a fellow named George Humes of Arizona State University. He's passed. Every story. <laughs> and uh, That's why we pretend we don't know Jerry. Uh, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why he acknowledges his past world. Jerry tells past. a story about you. He, he, he needs to take a visit out to Palo Alto or something and get some names for young people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, what we remember about that is... Uh, there were very few people that would go in that semi-trailer tra- tra- truck on a very hot day and barely made it out. And Dr. Larry Stein was one of them. And then, you know, they were, <laughs> they were, I was on the outside, of course, and uh, they were coming out of there sweating buckets and uh, fussing about how hot it was in there. I said, well, you guys, you're wimps. So mm. I jumped up in there, kind of fell up in there, <laughs> and got in that truck. It's hot as hell in a semi-trailer truck. There's no air, air flowing or air conditioning. But anyway, we finally got them all loaded and sent them over there. <laughs> and the shipment was stopped at the border of... Uh, <laughs> of of Arizona, you know, you know, they, they just don't let everything in in Arizona, uh, especially our stuff, which maybe maybe had a few diseases on them and maybe had a few insects on them, but they held them up for a long period of time at the border till that uh, every leaf was taken off of those esperanzas. Hmm. Then they were sent on, and from that came Orange Jubilee Esperanza. So uh, we've got a little interest in that too. But uh, That's pretty cool. She said Orange Jubilee grows four to six feet tall and wide, larger toward the Gulf Coast, and its trumpet-shaped flowers keep coming all summer and way into the fall. So, Neil likes Orange Cousin Orange Jubilee and uh, an offshoot of uh, Gold Stars Barraza. Very cool. Good for Neil. Yeah. But see, some, some people, I'm amazed. Neil, Neil stretches a little bit sometimes. Good for him. Yeah. 
Lots of different colors. About time. Yeah, thank you. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace, you uh, any herbs come in this week? You were talking about herbs last week. We did have herbs come. Okay, so what are fall herbs? Cilantro I know came in. Okay. That's probably your number one fall herb. Cilantro? Okay, I need some cilantro, too. Uh, I have a... Whatever you said to (coughs) Tracy, you drove him away. I know. He just walked away as soon as as I asked him about herbs. All right. So what are other fall herbs? I'll ask you. So cilantro. It's hard to think of uh, fall herbs when it's 100 degrees. Uh, It's not 100. It's like 93. Well, (laughs) (laughs) like 97. Well, and I guess. Well, the heat index, so over 100. Soon it'll be uh, parsley and. uh, Okay. um, Yeah. uh, This is. This is good cilantro weather oh. going into the fall. Uh, people have better luck with it in the fall than they do in the spring. So where do you plant it? In a container quite often. Oh, or a raised six bed. inch? Six inch container? Six yeah. inch? Oh. I'm trying to look for something to do with the six inch containers. Up oh. <laughs> I think that's pretty small. Okay, I'll go bigger. Mint. Oh, mint is fall? Oh, yeah. Is mint any time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> any time you get some water in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to water it. And if we could just get Trace to order some catnip. Is catnip fall? I don't Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. If, I, I don't, you know he had why. one bad incident. Okay. Yeah. Apparently it scarred him. <laughs> when it messes up your sale items, uh, yes. you, you remember it. Never again, he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Kevin, I've got problems with my bird bath. Uh-oh, what happened? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Jeremy's living at the house now, in my house, and... Uh, uh, he started filling up the bird bath, and uh, sure enough, I mean, immediately we got uh, cardinals and about four, about uh, two pair, two pair of them. I think we've got a, a, a mother and children. One they they've gotten they started out small and now they're bigger, but uh, about. I've got two dogs living with me now, and uh, they like to go out, roam in the backyard. So about 12:30 at night, I was gonna open the door and let them out and look, but I always turn on the back porch light to see what's out there—not a skunk or something like that. I turned on that light. There was a a, a buck, big buck, hmm. probably eight pointer or a nine pointer, uh, drinking out of the bird bath. And I mean, he wouldn't quit. I mean, he 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 saw he looked up, kind of looked at me when I turned on the light, and then went back to drinking. Okay. They must be very thirsty. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. So. If you got a deer, 
uh, and you want to keep them alive to hunting season, uh, you need to put out some probably big tubs of uh, water. And when you do that, uh, I've done this myself now, uh, you need to get some. I was going to ask Trace, did he have any of those mosquito dunks? Dunks, oh, okay. they call them. To get the mosquitoes out of standing water? I think he has sells those. And the dunks are safe for the deer? Hmm? The dunks are safe for the deer? Well, don't they go through all the way? Go through and drink that water? I would, even with my birds and squirrels, it never makes it to the. Oh. I'm thinking about putting. Uh, I've got a bear, uh, like a half gallon, uh, I mean a half half of whiskey barrel that holds water. Yeah. So. Do you have dunks, mosquito dunks? He, he wants of course. To, he wants to water the deer. I was asking if mosquito dunks were safe for deer. Yes, they are. Okay, good. You could even eat it too, Milton, if you want. Okay. Well, uh, are they good? I doubt it. Are <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 good? <laughs> Just curious. But where are the dunks inside? There with all the other mosquito stuff. Oh. Right by the side door. Okay. So I've got a... <laughs> I didn't think about it, of course. Uh, but uh, Jeremy and them were complaining about the mosquitoes on the back porch. Hmm. Not knowing where they were coming from. They were sitting right full of yeah, big bar- barrels of water. From. So I'm just guessing... I haven't seen them in there, but I'm just guessing that thing's full of mosquitoes. Mm. See, I don't have any big containers. I, do, I got lots yeah. of little, little containers, but they the only one that lasts is the recirculating. So yeah. The so other, uh, the others, it's they gonna, dry out by it's gonna the end take, of the day. It's going to take like seven days for that to go into full effect. The dunk? Yes. Takes about what? Seven days for it to go into full effect. Oh, Okay. At minimum three, but on, how on much, up to seven. How much effect does? How much water will a dunk treat? I think it's about surface area. It's not about how much oh, water. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are you? If I was frugal enough, uh, there's, you can use some mineral oil on top of the water, right? You sound like me. That's what we use in ours. Okay. Oh, is that right? Yep. How do you know how much to put in there? You wait until you see it on We top? put one cap, and that's enough to make a sheen across the entire top. Okay. Oh. And that's uh, mineral oil, right? Well, it's dormant oil, which nowadays yeah. is mineral, mineral oil. oil. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Just look around and you will see. There's a little bit. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, uh, give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, 
8867. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, did you want to? Did you have something you were reading there? Yeah. Okay. You're so perceptive. Guys. I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Neil had a question. I knew that too. So I knew <laughs> I was perceptive. Neil had a question. He says I've attached photos of our Leland Cypress. Oh, stop! Know where that's going? It is going downhill rapidly. Can it be saved? And Neil answers, no. No. He got it right. He said, no. This is uh, ceridinum canker, a fatal fungal vascular disease that has no prevention and no cure. My my guess would be that 75% of Leland cypresses across Texas have already been lost to it. Variants of the disease are now also killing Italian cypress mm. and Arizona cypress. Um, Arizona? Huh? Have you heard anything about that? Arizona? No. This is the first time. The yes. best replacement would be eastern red cedar junipers. If you need a large conifer of equal size to Leland cypress or ne- Nelly. Or Stevens and Hollies, if you're looking for something more compact. Uh, as far as the as far as the Leland Cypress is concerned, my friend Milton Glick in uh, in San Antonio says, <laughs> "Kiss it goodbye." I wouldn't say that. Huh? I wouldn't say that. Well, it's in the paper, man. No, they, 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 I don't know where they got that from. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, probably a reasonable thing to say in the case of Leland. <laughs> oh, okay. Still, the person who did say it seemed a little insensitive to the woman that was whose voice was cracking on the phone <laughs> when she was trying to talk about her uh, Sago. Schumar. Uh, Sago Palm. Sago Palm, yeah. Uh Uh, said we purchased and they got an one said we purchased a red oak early this summer it is 13 feet tall and planted in a good soil we water it six days a week with about three gallons per day on the base and leaves spit twice huh <laughs> actually three gallons is yeah a lot of water We've been told to apply a fungicide and insecticide to it, which we have done five times, both at the base level and to the leaves at the body level. At body level. Thanks for any help you can give us. I have several thoughts that are all intermingled. Hmm. The overriding one is that I think your tree is going to be fine. Uh-oh. It was planted in a rough time of the year, and this was especially a rough year for new planting. My guideline for new plantings from containers is that you should give them water equal to the original container size every two or three days for their first summer, May through September, less often during the off-season. You probably want to continue that water next year. 
That would have done a, uh, that would be done with a hose laid in the ground around the trunk of the tree and allowed to fill the basin slowly. This was probably a 40 gallon container. So that would mean adding 40 gallons of water every two or three days. I see no benefit, no benefit to applying water to the leaves. Uh, what kind of tree is it? Red oak. Red oak, yeah. And it's, is it large? Huh? Six, 16 feet. Huh. It's a big one. So I'm assuming it's more than a 45 gallon. You think so? 16 feet? Yeah, I think so. He said 40 gallon. Uh, by far, my biggest concern here would be whether you have the trunk wrapped. Sunskull is very serious concern with uh, smooth bark trees like red oaks, pistache, and red maples. The third and fourth year after they're planted, it's common for their trunks to split vertically out of the west and southwest side due to exposure to the sun burning rays. So, uh, He's, he's worried about uh, sun color. I think the main problem is water. But uh, Neil sent me a question to answer. Uh-oh. Neil's a brave man. Is that, is that a normal thing to happen? Yeah. It is? He's setting you up. Yeah, that's what well, you do to him. You'd set him up. Yeah, have him answer the question. Garden of Jerry Parsons, Leland <laughs> Cypress is a great tree. <laughs> uh, I got some distressing news from Dr. Larry Stein. Okay. He sent me the 2023 spring tomato trials results. Uh, the planning was... Mm-hmm. He loves to do that. The planting was? The planting space was limited at the botanical garden, so we chose to select a few for that location, eight plants of each variety. Twenty-four plants of each variety were planted at the Pemberton, whatever that is, uh, with the remaining planted at the Versta Farm out of uh, 1604 and uh, 35 South. We planted our first tomato trial over 50 years ago. Standard farming practices were used at both farms with apple fertilizer worked into the soil uh, pre-plant. Trials were planted on three botanical, at the botanical garden, four, Versta Farm, and six, Pemberton Farm. April 2023. Plants were watering it at uh, planting and then uh, water with drip irrigation. In addition, the plants were caged. Plants were flood irrigated, adversely overhead watered at the Pemberton farm. Prefer, he talked about the herbicide use and everything else. Nevertheless, most of the plants grew out of the burn. Whoa. Unfortunately, dual magnum was applied over the top of the plants at the Pemberton farm, which burned the foliage and severely stunted the plant. 
Anyway, the brigade grew out of it. Okay, the results mm-hmm. of these, let's see, uh, what do you have? Is this the 1923 results, or is this the, yeah, this we should know those already. 2023. <laughs> um, these are old results from 1923. He, he planted, <laughs> they planted the old celebrity. Got two minutes. So the show's over? Uh-huh. It's getting there. <laughs> He planned the old celebrity. And his comment is, still does well. Oh, good. He also compared that to Celebrity Plus, which is now all we can get. They have no more seat of the original celebrity. And it said, fruit set, his comments were, fruit set not as good and smaller fruit size. On the new one. Improved. So it's Celebrity Minus? Yeah. Uh, it should be Minus. <laughs> Let's see. He has another comment about it. Now, see, and, now this happened uh, at every location. Now, Celebrity does so well to begin with. It's a little variation, a little less fruit set. Yeah. Horrible, or is it yeah. acceptable? Okay. It's terrible. Okay. They changed the breeding of that thing. Yeah. Got one minute. <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. I know. Well, we can wait till tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Okay. We wait till tomorrow. All right. To see if we've got a good uh, standard such as celebrity and red snapper thumbers continue to perform well in all of the above trials. Celebrity out. Performed Celebrity Plus. Tycoon? You mentioned Tycoon, or we're not testing oh, Tycoon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Oh, good, okay. As a standard. All right. And the fish? Yeah. The red snapper? <laughs> I like the red snapper. But every time they try to improve something, screw it up. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, come back in about uh, a day. Uh, and be back here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to Mark, doing a great job getting all the calls on here and uh, running the show. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.